Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's Waffle Box time. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. <gasps> no, it's not. It gets the people going. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? My crotch is itchy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Two chicks at the same time, man. I just thank the Lord you didn't live to see our son as a mermaid. You killed a hooker! Call girls! No, she was Cyril, when they're dead, they're just hookers! This time we are sure she's a woman, right? Why do you want to listen to the TV with the stereo on? Because I like the party. Let's do this! Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Coming up on episode 11, we have Disney being sued by Scarlett Johansson, the end of the road for young Arthur, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson takes on a jungle cruise, and so much more. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined, as always, by... Kush Hayes. Kush, you're okay, mate? You're all right? Kush Hayes here, and uh, I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you doing tonight? Wonderful. That was a beautiful reveal there for our visual watches. Well, it's a visual medium, you know, so we, we got to make things, you know, make it a spectacle. So That's a nice little jacket you got in there. It's like, for those listening, it's like a blue hoodie, zip hoodie with, looks like some, maybe some like pop art or something in the, in the, in the, in the innards. I did a, a job for Bloomberg TV one day, and they sent us out to this place called Loudmouth Golf. This was like over five years ago, and just just covering this dude who who just started making golf apparel, and I was wearing wearing a pretty ratty jacket or just a, a thin hoodie, you know, man, just just to keep my arms warm. It's it's not anything special. It's literally for getting dirty on jobs like this. And he was like, "Yeah, man, I gotta I gotta put you in one of my jackets," and he he gave me this 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 double ensemble so it's, it's reversible so yeah I, 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 I want to say i was wearing this our fourth of july episode but i that was I mean, many rounds ago if you reversed it you could definitely rock that as an american jacket mm-hmm. and have several occasions but not too many but thought thought tonight's edition of the waffle box would be be nice to, to mix the dark blue with the purple i'm doing my grand theft auto san andreas ballers cosplay tonight and uh, should should be a good time. Where is that happening? Is that like offline? right here on the Waffle Box? Oh, nope, well, that's you, you're this? in the middle of it, player. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Um, I am all simply talking about what we're wearing. I'm wearing a special Benny Hanna inspired, not stolen, inspired uh, T-shirt. Ben Rama, West Ham United player, is celebrate the return next week. For those who do want to listen to very obscure niche sports talk. The return of Claret and Big Blue podcast next Tuesday, the 10th of August, live at 6 oh, p.m. Snap. Eastern. That's what's some, up. We've got some football coming back. I'm excited. Yeah, I know your fans are super excited about that. I mean, you guys have to talk about football 24-7. You can't just take breaks in the middle like you guys did. I mean, it's it's part of the sport. I get it. But, yeah. Uh, Claret and Big Blue forever, baby. Yeah. Uh, before we dive in with the meat and potatoes of tonight's show, what have you got coming up on your 16 podcasts that you do a week? Oh, my goodness. So no Cush and Kai this month. What? Uh, for, it, life gets in the way. It's for a good cause. More Cush and Kai to come, but nothing in August, guys. 
It'll be fine. Um, not sure if we have something in September, but we'll let you know. Uh, this Friday, August 6th, it's the 22nd anniversary of my 21st birthday of Kush Hayes' 21st birthday. And I'm getting together with the Barely Functional Gamers, getting together with the Overlook Hour podcast. And on uh, twitch.tv slash Barely Functional Gamers, we're going to be celebrating the 22nd anniversary of Kush Hayes' 21st birthday. It's, uh, the, the invite must it's, 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 it's a lot on a t-shirt, but you know you pay by the letter. So I'm just like, splurge. Fuck it. Was I not invited to this birthday party? Uh, well, I mean, how fast can you get out here? <laughs> Otherwise, join us on Twitch TV, my man. I'll, I'll be watching. Was it Friday night? 7.30 p.m. Friday night. Uh, 10.30 your time. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be there with bells on and probably already drunk, but I'll be there. There you go. There you go. Not, you, you'll fit right on in. And then uh, we'll just cap it here. August 14th, that's next week. Next Saturday, the Iron Dragon TV Action Fest is having their film festival online. You can uh, get more information at idtvactionfest.com, where the Honorable Judge Kush Hayes will be presiding over this year's winners. Did that gavel come in from Amazon yet? Not yet. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath on a gavel, but you know, we'll, we'll make it work. We always do. Don't worry. I know I've been saying it for three weeks now, but you should totally get a gavel. Mm. Little Sister Hayes will be thrilled to hear that, and will probably just get me a gavel anyways. Get on it. Get on it. Um, speaking <laughs> of movies, obviously mm. these on Kung Fu flicks, uh, but there seems to be some fighting involved. Uh, yeah, that's my little segue. Um, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the Black Widow movie with Scarlett Johansson. Turns out all is not well within the Marvel Universe. Well, maybe the Marvel Universe is fine, but Disney, ever since Mickey Mouse took over, it's as we would say in the UK, it's a Mickey Mouse operation over there. Literally. Mm, yeah. They say that over here too. Okay, whatever. You, you <laughs> stole it. Like everything else. If you want independence to give our sayings back. Um, Scarlett Johansson. By the way, I love the way you say your name. Uh, everyone else here calls it Scarlett Johansson, and you call it Johansson. It's, I like it. It's, it's it, I, unless I'm wrong. It that's a, is that not a, a Scandinavian name? Well, I, I mean, it, it's probably in Scandinavia, but that chick's from you know she's from like the valley. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> for the, for the base, for the, for just because her then, Scarlett Johansson. Um, is suing Disney. Uh, mm. So I'm sure everyone's been talking about this, but what's pretty cool is that yeah. since the story broke originally, see, we get the inside scoops. We're now able to follow the story along because there's been so many more developments going on. So unless you didn't know this, so Scarlett Johansson uh, sued <laughs> Disney because apparently in her contract, they said that they were going to release Black Widow in the theaters only at first before releasing it on Disney Plus because her contract said that she would make, get a cut of the, the theater tickets. And then Disney Plus or Disney decided, screw it, we'll just put it on Disney Plus premiere access as well. And so obviously she's very upset because they've made a lot of money on that movie and she does not get a cent of Disney Plus purchases 
Um, firstly, I mean, before we get into what Disney have said back, what was your instant reaction to this story? Well, like, uh, as someone, like everyone else, I've watched, been watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe for 11 years now. So I'm, I'm versed in 11 years of contract law. However, where I have a one-up on everyone else is I've also watched WWE programming. So that means I am an extra 12 years going back to the Attitude Era. Oh, okay, the, uh, I'm sorry, not the Attitude Era. It was the, the Ruthless Aggression Era. I, however, I have that many more years of contract law under my body. And I say, good for you, Scarlett Johansson. They, they promised you one thing and they, they delivered another thing. And yes, the, the Delta variant and the regular variants of the COVID definitely put a, a wrinkle in everything. But what she was promised is it's, it's a very lopsided figure. So she, she's definitely owed some money. I understand she still got a royalty for the premiere access, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's changing the, uh, it's changing the car seat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you just alluded to it. So Disney's reaction was that they were, uh, what's the, so this is the actual wording of it. Um, so Disney, in retaliation to this lawsuit, said that there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So one, I never saw or heard Scarlett Johansson mention COVID-19 or anything like that. I don't know. But mm-hmm. why should she? But. Mm. How, where is I don't know where the connection is. It just seems like Disney lawyers have just thrown in the oh, oh, everyone cares about COVID. Let's put that in there to put it on our side. Because if well, they know they're doing wrong, but they never made it right. So this has also been an ongoing thing with the folks at uh, AT and T Warner Brothers, uh, where where they they decided they're going to release their entire calendar schedule on their app the same day that they release things in theaters. Uh, many lawsuits have actually sprung out of that. Uh, and, and where HBO would go right, where they would offer like Wonder Woman an extra couple million, they didn't do that for everybody else. And that's where the lawsuits are coming in here. And Disney, quote unquote, tried to do the same thing, but it just wasn't enough. And Scarlett Johansson is, is due her money. Will she ever work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe again? Never say never. But this She's dead. So. She's already dead, but they can always do the prequels and they can always do a, a, a flashback. Someone's a hologram now. Stupid shit like that. They, they can always get Scarlett Johansson back if they wanted. However, it's it, it will never go to court. It's going to be settled out and Scarlett oh, yeah. Johansson will probably get two-thirds of what she's actually owed. Right. So, But what annoyed hmm. me is that the fact that they mentioned the COVID-19 pandemic yes of course that means a lot of people one movie theaters will mm-hmm. shut down two a lot more people who would normally go to the theaters to watch this still don't necessarily feel comfortable enough to go to the theaters and things like that. so obviously that's mm-hmm. going to impact their money in that sense but if they're so worried about it then what they should have said is hey scarlet so you know your contract for the movie theater ticket so actually because we think we can make more money if we release it on Disney Plus at the same time, we're going to roll over your contract to include that as well. That would be the right thing to do. If they're if they're mm. being all righteous and, oh my God, why does she care about the pandemic?
pandemic. Like, if they were being nice people, then that's but obviously they're not nice people. Obviously, that. I'm not sure. But you know what I mean? That's, um, that would have been... Uh, if, if the Disney lawyers thought it, under any circumstances, under any of Doctor Strange's 14,605,000 possible outcomes, that they were going to make more money doing that $30 of viewing gimmick, they are dead-ass wrong and Disney needs to get a new set of lawyers. The whole thing about the premier access was these projects just can't sit on the shelf anymore. Mulan was actually supposed to come out two years ago. And that was before a pandemic started. Ghostbusters um, was supposed to come out last year. Ghost, well, Ghostbusters still is still coming out. And that's oh, yeah, a different yeah, yeah, studio yeah. and a whole different thing. But I'm uh, just, I'm just saying, saying is, that was also impacted. For sure. Everything was impacted. Everything was impacted. But you can't let these things sit on the shelf forever. And eventually they do have to come out. So that was Disney's logic. Like, hey, maybe the theaters won't even be open. But people finally need to see this. And we need to get all the other Disney properties moving. In theory, everything is like backed up because of this, but it doesn't have to be. And they just they just wanted to get it done with. They just wanted to get it out of there. They were tired of pushing the date back. And finally, you know, this is collateral damage, for lack of a better word. You know, they just needed to get it out there. And they didn't do necessarily the right thing. Also, that was she thing. I think they did a dick move in their statement. They they did they happened mm-hmm. to mention yeah, it was uh, not a very well written that- statement. That she earned, uh, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. $20 million. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus for Premier Access, blah, 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 has in- significantly enhanced her ability to ad- earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received today. What? No matter how much money someone earns, that's a dick move, putting out their business like that. That's mm-hmm. pretty, that's. And that's if, if again they if, might need a whole new law team. Yeah, if, if this was to go to 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 to, to court, which like I, I'm assuming it won't, it will sell. But if it did, I'm pretty sure that just that one comment alone is going to bite them in the ass. Because I'm pretty sure there's some information in contracts where you're not really supposed to divulge what people are owning. Um, yeah. well, we've seen a lot of old... Jay Browns on the uh, on the Twitters and the Facebooks going. Oh no! I have to just send all my twenty million dollars. Look, if if someone owed you fifty million dollars and they only paid you twenty million dollars, you still might be a little miffed about that. Yeah, um, I, I I put out a tweet in response to someone, and I think some people misconstrued it because I wasn't I wasn't defending Disney, but what I said is like because some people I saw some people going, "Oh, poor her!" Like she's oh, mm-hmm. she's only. She's only making $20 million instead of blah, blah, blah. I was like, I, I can get they're wrong, but I can understand people having less sympathy for the super rich. I, I get it. But I don't, but no matter, like I say, no matter if it's a dollar, $100, or $20 million, if you're owed money through a contract, that's your money. They're fucking mm-hmm. you up. Like, I don't care. So she should get her money. And I'm sure she will. And I'm sure... Maybe eventually we'll see her back. I'm sure it will get sorted out in the end. But I did like how Disney tried to act as if, you know, yeah, sure, we screwed out a little, some of the money, but thanks to us, she can earn more money elsewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. so? Yeah, she can, but you still owe her money. I mean, dicks. Disney. She'll get her cash. Sure, sure, sure. She'll get most of her cash. Oh. Hey, Disney. Maybe I got your money. Don't you worry. Disney. Yeah, I like it. Doesn't quite it's work. clever, Mike. 
It's not because that that makes it sound like the money's going to anyway. Whatever. Um, so that relationship may be coming to an end. Uh, another relationship is coming to an end. Is uh, Arthur the Aardvark? Mm. His relationship with PBS is coming to an end after 25 long years. Now, we discussed off air that maybe after the Aardvark, because obviously, as we discussed earlier, you are 20, you're, you're celebrating your 28th. Did you say 28th anniversary of his 21st birthday? Uh, 22nd anniversary. 22nd. Oh, 20. Jesus Christ. So you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. So oh, just, just to put a time cap on this, when Arthur began 25 years ago, I was 18. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I was he wildly wasn't, out of the demographic. Yeah. You probably wasn't watching too much. Uh, children's tv shows on uh, pbs and while well, he was 18 but you are familiar enough with it to know that he was an animal so i know you refer to him as a squirrel i know him in meme form i know he was a but, show i did not know that he was still on i figured they were just showing reruns uh, but, i understand there was a controversial wedding mm, uh, a couple of years ago yes so I was and even then i thought that was like oh that's just some made for netflix special that they did because of covid or whatever so one thing I didn't know is one it's Arthur was the longest running children's animated television series in U.S. history. Okay, which is pretty impressive. Um, but yes, so Arthur was credited for talking about subjects or bringing to public stories. I love the way they mentioned this is like cancer, dyslexia, same-sex marriage, and asthma. Asthma. I didn't know yeah. that was like a, it was a very special a topic episode. on the, the same levels or whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, but yes, so in 2019, uh, Arthur did a show about the wedding between Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, who, shockingly enough, was a rat. Hmm. Not going to. And um, symbolism. No. And his partner, Patrick, it apparently, so it drew a lot of praise online as you can imagine you know kids tv show you know, introducing the idea of hey same-sex marriage is normal it's fine it's okay for dudes to marry dudes and women to marry women it's fine um but you'll be shocked shocked kush right i'm glad you're sitting down for this it was boycotted by uh alabama public television okay would have thought the only Alabama though. Thing. Only good. Alabama. Only Alabama. Only Alabama. That's pretty good. Yeah, one out of fifty ain't bad. I guess. Yeah. Where I am. Well, and you know how how many foreign countries was abandoned? Like that's the details they're not telling you. It's a cover up. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Mike. It's a conspiracy to, for anti-American propaganda. They hated Arthur's same-sex marriage in other countries. Or as Matt Damon In China, it's it. just a poker game. Or as Matt Damon would call it, the F-word. The F-word. Did you mm -hmm. see that? He got into trouble about that as well. I heard about that, yeah. One idiot. Oh, well. One idiot. It's, people like to make him a target. Uh, I'm not getting into it. I mean, I, I don't think he deserved as much backlash as he got from that. But still, Matt, what are you doing? Shut up. Just, just stop talking. Come on. But at I'm some actor, point, I have to talk. Have at to talk. some point in your head, just 
just have that thought of like, oh, if I say this out loud, will this be okay? Like, it wasn't even prompted. He just said, ah, yeah, I used, to, I used to use the F word. But then my daughter, my child, talk, told me why I shouldn't. And I changed. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah, did he expect? Well, what did he expect? The whole world to be like, good on you, Matt. What a guy. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's probably what he thought was going to happen. You're like, all right, look at that. Matt Damon's changing for the better. All right. The little boy from Boston can do good. And instead of like, we don't like that you've changed. We don't like that you were a thing and now that you're trying to change. Oh, I just like, like the comparison. Like, I just love the fact that he was like, oh, I, I went on TV and said that up until a couple of months ago, I used to call black people the N-word, but I don't anymore. Well, it did not go well, that, as that's expected. A, that's a whole Liam Neeson <laughs> thing. Not necessarily the same thing, but yeah. like Liam Neeson was all like, yeah, I almost did this one horrible thing. And then I thought about it and didn't do it. And everyone was like, but you still thought about it, motherfucker. So, yeah. So, here's a so Matt. Good on, like, hey, if you used to use homophobic slurs and you don't anymore, good for you. But don't expect the whole world to pat you on the back. It's not going to happen. Just, I agree with that. Just live your life, my friend. Live I agree with it, yeah. Don't, don't, don't look for praise for taking out the trash, son. You're supposed to do that. What was, supposed what to wash was, the windows, supposed to help your mother with the groceries, all that shit. What was that? Was it that Chris Rock bit where he was talking about men who look for praise? He's like, hey, I take care of my kids. Yeah. Like, You're supposed to do that. What do you want, a cookie? <laughs> hmm. Yes. That's that's it. That is that bit. People want praise for doing the shit they're supposed to do. Damn it. Uh, so yeah, Arthur. Emmy Emmy Award winning cartoon, 25 years. God bless you. Uh, you'll be well, missed. If it makes you feel better, they'll reboot it in five. Yeah, probably. It's all about kids' TV. I mean, again, this is before your time, I guess. Uh, but you see Rugrats. You know Rugrats. I know of Rugrats. I know Rugrats. I was like 14 when Rugrats became a thing. Did you say they, oh. they brought that back for Paramount Plus? Okay. Oh yeah, they're like all adults now, right? And no, they have their own no, kids? no, 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 no. They're all kids, they're all kids. Same, okay. same characters, same voice actors. It's just they haven't. They've changed mm-hmm. the animation style, which I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of. But then again, I now I'm 36. I don't think I'm. Well, I'm not 36 yet. 36 soon. 35, I guess. And I'm not really the target demographic for a Rugrats anymore. But you shouldn't be, at least. Unless you, unless you're the missus have a kid that you haven't told us about, you should not be watching Rugrats. Sorry. Well, talking about rebooted cartoon, even though this is re- brought back about a year ago now. Uh, Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Animaniacs? I did. Yeah, Animaniacs was hilarious. I tried to watch the reboot when the, it came back to Hulu, and I think I got through like maybe an episode and a half. And I think I'm just aged out now. I didn't care. I was just like, yeah, probably be watching something else now. I made I made it about three or four episodes in while I was work, supposed to be working. I had that in the background. Mm-hmm. That was good, good stuff. I think it's what I think it delivered exactly what it promised, and I just don't think I care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people forget that kind of thing when that kind of thing happens. When something from say fifteen years ago gets brought back today, you think it should be as enjoyable as it was back then, forgetting the fact that you are now fifteen years older. And yeah, so no, the show is just as good or just the same, but you're now different. That's you've what, changed. You've changed. It's not them. It's you, man. 
Yeah, I forget when that happened to me, but I was I was like in my late twenties when I finally was like, oh yeah, this isn't for me anymore. This doesn't hit the same way anymore. You was Doogie Hauser MD ever a thing for you? Do you know what that is? I I know of it, but don't think I ever used to. That was uh, is that the guy who's in How I Met Your Parents? Yes, it's a Neil Patrick Harris NPH. You know, he he was a child actor, and he he played this fourteen-year-old genius doctor. And then, of course, as the seasons went on, he aged with the character. Um, so yeah, he's he's still having all these teenage problems, but then he's like doing open heart surgery and shit. And he's like, <laughs> look, look at me, I'm just a kid. Well, anyway, long story short is they've uh, Disney Plus, I guess, owns the rights to Doogie Hauser, and they're rebooting it, but it's not going to be Doogie Hauser. No, Mike, you might be guessing it's, it's going to be a lady, and you would be correct. But uh, Doogie Kamea Aloha, MD. That's right, my man. She, she's, Doogie is now going to be Polynesian. A Polynesian girl. Interesting. I'm sure it'll be a great episode for its age demographic, but it's just like, oh, wow. I, I, so in the original NPH series... Doogie was short for Douglas because, you know, babies still can't say their own fucking names, no, no matter how much of a genius he is. He's like, oh, look at that. Our son's talking at one, but he's still mispronouncing shit. Oh, wow. Um, that's how you got that nickname. So I'm, I'm really wondering where Doogie comes from on this one. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. Mm-hmm. But I'm bored Concerned. of all of these. Wait, what? Conservative Mike. Shit, this is where this is where the Republican in me comes out. No, I'm just bored of these reboots where someone is obviously paid a lot of money to come up with an idea for a TV show or a movie, and they're like, "Well, let's just take this old one and swap the genders around." Mm. Like Ghostbusters, all women, or it's just there was a, I don't know if it's still happening. But you know, do you remember the movie She's the Man? Yes. Yeah. Apparently they make they was making the one where it's like he's the woman, or something like that. It's basically mm-hmm. gender. It's like, just come up the new shit. <laughs> like, I've already seen the movie. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. Like, it's not for and this is where it we, we come to the phrase, it's not for you anymore, Mike. And 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 he's the man or she's the man or whatever that was, even 40 years ago, like not for us today either like that movie is probably awful in its 80s iteration um i know i want to say abc it might have been cbs but i think it was abc tried to reboot doogie hauser but under a completely different name like they just took the same concept they went all right instead of a genius wait for it autistic so you're the good doctor okay okay yeah you know it then yeah, I didn't. I didn't That's, like it, but it's a ridiculous yeah. premise. You're you're autistic, fourteen year old doctor. That doesn't. I, I clearly don't any, understand any what kind autism of 14 year old is, doctor. but I don't think Hollywood does either. <laughs> Next one. He is a genius surgeon, but he's also blind. Junior's a blind doctor. Ooh, this Friday on ABC. I've got heart surgery, but my curfew's at 10. 
So he has to rush. Yeah, that, yeah, that was an episode, was it? That yeah. was a big problem. That was totally an episode. He had to take a chick to prom, but then someone's uh, appendix exploded. Um, you know, the, the, the traditional he's going to lose his virginity episode. Smoking, I think, came up once or twice, you know, and then of Rice course someone who only smoked for like two weeks ended up with, you know, stage four lung cancer. Like, you've got the black lung, Michael. What? <laughs> what? Uh, one pack of cigarettes is as much as a month down the coal mine you should know that there's a there's a family matters episode urkel where um at first it looks like they're going the stereotypical like oh the boys are experimenting with cigarettes no they're experimenting with chewing tobacco and so these kids who ended up you know again two weeks a month Three months tops. These are kids. They it's they literally just got their hands on this shit. Well, one of them came down with lip cancer, Mike. That's the devil's gum. The de- Did you come up with that yourself? Just just now, just off the top of my head. That's amazing. You should trademark that. The devil's gum. Oh, that'd be a good brand name. Hmm. Again, you should trademark that. Fuck it. Someone will chew it. Take my office. That's your that's your slogan too. Fuck it. Someone will chew it. a good segue um speaking of okay someone so new segment i thought about i thought about this segment literally about two hours ago mm-hmm. just simply because and i'm sure there's many many more examples of this so i don't know what we're actually going to call this segment so suggestions uh hit us up on our social media at waffle box pod on twitter instagram facebook suggest the name for this segment where I'm basically going to read the lyrics of a popular song mm-hmm. and I'm going to basically talk about how bullshit they are in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not actually playing the song, are we? No! Jesus, okay. we'd have our video stripped from YouTube before we could blink. Uh, I mean, they might just pause this or, or mute the segment or even demonetize the video but it, it wouldn't go down that quickly it's not like we're making money from this anyway so it doesn't matter not yet Man, not yeah. yet but with your help with you your just help. Put, just put put this on loop while you're sleeping okay it'll be fine well, yeah if you could listen to the show eight times every night you very appreciated dear listeners um, be, be your best friend yeah so this week's episode of Song Deconstruction, I'm going to come up with a yeah. better interesting name than that. Um, it's, it's a, I think it's, it's an 80s song called Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Now, no relation to, uh, never mind. The, I almost uh, said Springsteen, but never mind. Uh, you could you could have went with you could have went with no relation to Jebediah Springfield. There'd definitely be no relation to Jebediah Springfield. Founder of Springfield Unknown from The Simpsons. So Jesse's Girl is basically a song. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. It's like, I'm sure everyone's heard it. At some mm-hmm. point, you know, because it's got the hook. I wish I had just this girl. Da, 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 just this girl. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Where can I find a woman like that? That. So. So basically, Rick is swooning over this this girl. So you think, oh, this is this is your typical love song. Oh, he he, he likes this girl. So, but no. So I'm now going to. Show the world why Rick Springfield is a douchebag. Oh. Terrible. Just, just to be fair, just to be fair, Rick Springfield is like supposed to be seventeen in this song, maybe a little younger, but he's he's he, he doesn't actually have any like life experience or common sense. Um, we're, we'll get to one part in well, the lyrics, and uh, that that should become very evident. I'm about to take him to school. Uh, break it down, Mike. So the song opens up with the lyrics. So Jesse is a friend. First line, very important. Jesse is a friend. Uh, yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Also important. So Jesse is Rick's friend. A good friend. Good friend. Uh, but lately something's changed. And it ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl. And I want to make her mine. Okay. So controversial already. So Mm-hmm. I guess 17-year-old Rick Springfield is kind of, you know, bros before hoes kind of guy. You know, oh, my friends He's changed. supposed to be. He's challenged. It's being challenged. He's He doesn't get out much. He's, the, the, the girls he meets, he doesn't really think about. But then he meets Jesse's girl. And he's like, wow, where'd you meet her? Where can I meet her? Like, what? where can I steal her? Yeah, uh, so, all's fair and love and love. So, so obviously his friendship with Jesse has changed since he hooked up with this girl and Rick is mad or upset. So his thoughts are not to just break him up, but I, I want, I want to, her, I want to have her. Um, so the next part her. of the song is like, she's watching him with those eyes. She's loving him with that body. I just know it. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting at home. Like, I bet they're fucking right now. Mm-hmm. He's mad. She, she's uh, pleasing him with her body, and that's where, like, you know, who talks like that? No one talks like that. You know I mean, this is clearly a kid who doesn't know how to talk to women. He he doesn't. You know, he probably doesn't meet any chicks, and then finally, like, his friend brings home like this super dope ass chick, and he's like, "Oh man, well, I just totally unexpected bro crush." That happens. Oh yeah, it's yeah. sad, but it happens. You know that girl I met last night. Yeah, I took her home and give her a proper good loving with my body. Like, no, no, no one talks like that. <laughs> well, we needed subtext back in the eighties, Mike. We nowadays we can talk about wet ass pussy and and all of. In the days we had, we needed subtext. Yeah, we needed what, subtext. What part of your body did you give her the elbow. with her elbow? Give her the elbow, the elbow job. Uh, so and then he continues on. So we need to learn more about this. Um, so obviously he he wished he had Jesse's girl. I wish I had Jesse's girl. But, but. so and then next week I'll play along with the charade. That doesn't mean or doesn't seem to be a reason to change. You know I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably mute. mute. That was definitely just thrown in there so because it rhymed with cute because that was mm-hmm. weird. Um, so yeah, so he's hanging out, he's still hanging out with them and listening, like he's still wheeling it, I guess, listening mm-hmm. to them talking about each other. 
Uh, adorable, I guess. I love you, Pookie. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Bay. <laughs> I love you, Bay. Uh, and then he repeats about the loving, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, it gets a bit creepy towards the end where he's like, I'm looking in the mirror all the time, wondering what she don't see in me. I've been funny. I've been cool with the lines. Ain't that what love's supposed to be? So he, so obviously he's trying to pick, you know, he's trying to use the lines on Jesse's girl and the old jokes not working. It's not I working. can rearrange the alphabet. I put you and I together. <laughs> if I said you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? What, 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 what? It's also funny. So it's like, did, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Englishman, Irishman, Scotsman went into a bar one day. Excuse me, Jesse's girl. Are those space pants? Because that ass is out of this world. What? <laughs> so, he doesn't know how to talk to you. Horrible. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to speak to women, obviously. He's. So at no point in this. So you thought. That if we're we're trying to relate to the to Rick in this story, at no point is Jesse, you know, uh, abusive. He's not cheating on her. He's not mean to her. He seems to be everything seems to be going well in their relationship. And even Jesse's a good a solid friend of his. Dude. Yeah, Jesse's a nice guy. I want to hang out with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Just Rick's. Just, no, fuck it. I'm. I want his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like what? what? And also. If you notice, at no point do we find out Jesse's girl's name. He just refers to her as Jesse's girl, yeah. objectifying the woman. She's just an object. She's not, she's she's not just, possession, Rick. She's she's an obstacle. The their their the relationship is an obstacle for for Rick. I mean, to be fair, again, to play devil's advocate, this is him fighting his urges. He he knows that he's wrong, Mike. He knows he's wrong. Okay. Does he? That's why he's put. That's why he's putting his feelings in this song. Okay, he's just like, I know I shouldn't do it. You know, like I, I hate the way they talk about each other. Like, ah, this, this is, this is your typical incel rage going on here. You know, he doesn't want to ruin his friendship. He doesn't want to be a divide in there. But he, he, he is longing for companionship with a chick equally, if not more, cool than Jesse's girl. No, he wants. He wants Jesse's girl. He wants For her. Sure. I bet if he found someone equally as cool, he would forget all about her. Maybe. He just needs to get out there, man. Just, you know, get a little confidence. You know, learn, learn to take a rejection, Rick. Learn one to thing, take a rejection. Each one makes you a little stronger, buddy. Take it from my advice. One thing that's missing from this, which is hmm. an obvious like, question I was going to ask, if you're so into Jesse's girl... At no point does he say, I wonder if she has a sister. Like, that'd be the easiest to ask that. <laughs> Who knows? Jesse's girl might have a sister. And boom, everyone's happy. Lawyered. You missed that one. All, the honorable crochets will allow it. Gabble, gabble, gabble. So, yeah, that's, that's the end of Jesse's girl by Rick Springfield. What a douche. What a douche. He's misguided. Again, he, he needs some life experience. He, he, hopefully, he doesn't need to learn the hard way, but probably did. 
they're if probably you wanna... not friends anymore. The, that chick probably doesn't talk to either of them. No. Anymore. She's probably married with someone else. It's and, sure. And and Rick and Jesse are still like sitting in their own apartments together. Like you she went off to college. Me. She had a whole other life. She fell in love with a guy in the law library. They they got married. Two point five kids, white picket fence. Uh, Jesse you was probably seen it like I'm not gonna be uh, uh, yeah. to be honest, Rick. Uh, you made you made it weird when you wrote that song about me and my girlfriend. That was weird. <laughs> you made it uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if we can hang out, bro. I gotta, yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta peace out. Mm. Do you want to watch the McGregor fight? All right, all right. We'll watch that. Mm. You're paying though, Dick. Ah, so yeah, if you if you have a name for that little segment, or if you want to suggest a song for us to break down on next week's episode at Wafflebox Pod on social media, send him along. I look forward to it. It's fun. It's fun. I gotta admit, for a fraction, a fraction of a fraction and a half, I uh mistook Jesse's girl for eight six seven five three oh nine Jenny. But I, I, I think I think um, I think Jesse's girl is something that high school girls who crave attention. Uh, that I think this is their song. I think they that's the thing that they uh, they enjoy. I don't think uh, I don't think many guys in the '80s were listening to this song, and uh, I'm pretty sure guys in the 21st century aren't listening to this song either. This is this is like right up there with ABBA, where it's kind of kind of burned into the the female DNA strand. Like you, you gotta listen to ABBA. You gotta listen to Jesse's girl. You gotta listen to some share. Uh, that's that 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 tier. What about um, uh, Brian Adams? Brian Adams, staple of the eighties. So you know that's more of a Canadian thing. Oh, maybe. More of a Canadian thing. But uh, Canadian and lame, lame chicks. Yeah, as, very, very, as, very quiet storm audience. As soon as I hear those opening little riffs to "Run to You" by Brian Adams, eighties. Into my head. It's great. Okay. Great. Um, one thing I do get mixed up with though is when I was trying to sing it to myself earlier, I kept for some reason getting Jesse's girl mixed up with Stacy's mom. Oh, Stacy's mom has got, He's got it going, it going on. on. Yeah, it's you know, I'm I bet that's not a coincidence at all. Ooh. Are you are you are you saying that Stacy's mom? Is based off of Jesse's girl. I'm sure it's inspired by heavily. Maybe. And you know, there's only so many goddamn chords in the book, so it's there. Some songs will just sound the same. Indeed, indeed. Moving on to another regular segment. Bush's movie review. Yeah. I wish I had had some flashlights. I would have totally made it work. That would have been fun. I should offer my service as well. Jingle singing on Fiverr. It sounded good. Good. I freestyled that. I freestyled that. That was good. If that was off the top of your head, A. I freestyle. When I freestyle, I lose confidence. Fly the Concord reference. If you don't know, check it out. Uh, this week, Dwayne The Rock Johnson with another movie of his. This week, 
This was it this week it came out or last it came week? out this Friday, this past Friday. This past Friday, Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlighted by my favorite line from the trailer, where obviously, so I mean, you're gonna get into it, but obviously the whole premise is that these brother and sister are they brother and sister? There's a uh, yes, yes, they are brother and sister. The uh, the blunt and uh, anonymous British man, which Sorry. I know the name of, but I can't remember it now off the top of my head. He has a <laughs> he has a fantastic show on Netflix where he travels around the world with his dad. And his okay. dad is not as funny and eccentric as he is. It's a very awesome show. But anyway, Jack Whitehall. There we go. Jack Whitehall. Um, okay. He's good in it, for, for the record. We'll, again, we'll get into it, but he's good. Before I unleash you, this story where obviously they're trying to hire The Rock to take them up upstream or whatever it was. And where he's talking about how much money they owe him. It's something like, oh, it's $1,000 if I get you there alive, 1500 if you're dead, and she's like, "Why is it more money if we're dead? Because if you're dead, I have to carry you," which I thought was a fantastic line. Um, it's 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 a well performed line in the movie as well. Um, take it yeah. away, take it away. So this movie is everyone will be talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Everyone talks about um, what they're not talking about is the African Queen. Um, oh, the mummy. Excuse me. Everyone's talking about the mummy. Everyone's talking about this and that. Anyways, uh, the movie takes place in 1919. So that means that this movie was written in 2019 because you always got to do 100 years. And this is a uh, this is the time of World War One. But we don't call it World War One because we didn't know there was going to be a sequel. So this is the time of the Great War. And well, we are in the, it. Yeah, we're in the Brazilian jungle as opposed to the African jungle, because that was probably just a little too controversial for Disney this year. Uh, I don't blame him. However, so Dwayne Johnson, he's a, he's a steamboat captain. He's got his ship, which doesn't have a name nearly as impressive as the African queen. Uh, I think it's even something as silly as like La Nina. And it's like, all right, whatever. Dwayne Johnson actually runs riverboat cruises. And um, the first... 10 minutes is actually like an homage to the actual Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland. I don't know if you've ever been there, Mike. It's You, you go on the Jungle Cruise to get in the shade. The water is a little, helps, helps things cool down a little bit. Like, you don't go on Jungle Cruise because it's a fun time. You go on Jungle Cruise because you're tired of standing in line and you're trying to beat the heat for four and a half minutes. I refuse to go to Disneyland until they paid Scott Johansson their money. That's fair. That's fair. Stand for um, Scarlet. Hashtag. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dwayne Johnson does a perfect homage and he just starts pummeling the audience with bad puns and dad jokes. And while while it was very, very quiet from the audience in my screening, I was cackling like a bastard the entire time because I like bad puns and dad jokes. And he just, like, you thought it was just going to be a rule of three. He just kept going. Like, he is like, Rule of forty-seven. Not, not, not a probably not even a, an overestimate there. Like he just keeps firing him away to the point where even the audience in the movie is just like, oh, oh, stop, stop all the dad jokes, Dwayne Johnson, please. You can't, you, you're, you're hurting us. Anyway, uh, Dwayne Johnson, as Dwayne Johnson does, owes uh, owes some money, and that's to uh, Paul Giamatti, 
who does a fantastic like pseudo French Portuguese accent where he's just sunbaked the entire time, but he's wearing that illustrious just white white fedora and white suit. You know you're evil when you're wearing a white fedora. Mm-hmm. He should be eviler. Uh, it's uh, he's he's kind of just a non-playable character. It's strange. I like the he, mustache up here. Mm, yeah, yeah, he has that. He's got that in the little Colonel okay. Sanders goatee. Yeah, they gave it to him. Anyway, like I said, the Rock owes him some money, and he he impounds the Rock's steam engine, which I didn't know was a thing it could do. And that's, that's, yeah, that and sounds first, like an innuendo. Oh, uh oh! I impounded his steam engine. Damn, son. So one thing leads to another, and uh, the Rock and the Blunt hook up. She thinks he's someone else entirely, but he takes the gig, and then uh, they're they're off on a uh, on a fantastic adventure. And then guess what, Mike? Again, like I said, this is this is the Great War. Is she, so, she, is she like I thought you was Rikishi? No. However, we have uh, Germans. German uh, submarines that are involved. Jesse Plinkett plays the German whose name escapes me. At that time in history, they weren't the nicest of people. They were not the nicest of people. They were also not Nazis, but you can't help but just keep referring to them as Nazis. They also look like Nazis. The submarine looks like a Nazi submarine. I don't even know if they had submarines at the height of the 20th century, but let alone why one would be in the Brazilian River. But sure, why not? Everyone needs a vacation. Mm-hmm. He uh, he does a fantastic job. But if, if as if Paul Giamatti and Jesse Plemons being antagonists weren't enough, we also have cursed Spanish conquistadors, which might as well just be fucking pirates, guy. All right, I don't. You know, you're, they're both on a ship. They both enslave people. They both murder people. They both go from country to country. It's it's pirates. I don't care what you call it. Contisadors, pirates, they're cursed. And it's it's all part of the story. And family adventure film where everyone plays their part perfectly goes on 30 to 35 minutes too long. This is a two-hour two movie that needs to only be about 94 minutes. Honestly, we need one less antagonist. Give, give yeah. us, give us not Nazis or give us cursed pirates. We we can't. We just can't do both, guys. We just can't. Um, otherwise, you know, the Rock and the Blunt have fantastic chemistry. I think. I think Emily Blunt's. No, she's trying to be an action star, and in films like Sicario, I cannot suspend my disbelief to think that she could just. Wrestle the guy who would be end up being the Punisher, uh, John Barenthal. There's no way she's going to wrestle John Barenthal and come out on top. It's just not happening. However, with what the stunts they do with her in this family film, I believe everything. Uh, great time. Disney tries to to pander the uh, the brother of Emily Blunt is a homosexual who's who's in the closet, but him and The Rock have a have a little sit down. And then all of his gay stereotypes before that just magically go away, and then he can fight. He's fighting cursed pirate conquistadors, Mike, with 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 no real difficulty. All because just him and the Rock had a man to man sit down, and they understand each other a little bit better. And the Rock doesn't judge because oh, spoiler alert, he's a four hundred year old cursed pirate conquistador. Also, what? 
Wait, so why is he 400 years old? What's the curse? The curse was they were trying to come to the Brazilian jungle to find basically the, like the fountain of youth, although it's in plant form. They, they're looking for the tree from Avatar, man. I, I don't know why that has to be a thing, but it is. And something happened. They, oh, they, uh, they befriended the, the, the local native tribe there. But then uh, Edgar Ramirez stabbed him in the back. And just before the, 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 the head hunter, the, the witch doctor, the, the head of the tribe, who maybe all three, before his final dying breath, he placed a curse on all of them. So they could never leave the river. And if they try, they turn into stone. Right. So, okay. So It's not a bad movie, but it's overinflated. It's so, overplayed by a lot, which makes it an unenjoyable movie. Um, so, wait, wait. So, let, so originally, four hundred years ago, or 40, well, five hundred years ago now, five hundred years ago, The Rock was searching for the Fountain of Youth, so more or less, he, yes. so he could live forever, basically. Mm-hmm. And so his punishment was. Yeah, you get to live forever. And the rock's like, oh, oh, oh no. Well, the rock, the rock made it work. The rock was like, all right, if yeah. this is my curse, I'm gonna put together this little this little theme park theme park attraction on on the river. I'm gonna get the locals involved, and we'll all make some money off these white people. It'll be a good time. I mean, like you say, like he the part of the curse is obviously he couldn't leave the area, mm-hmm. but. You know, if, if I was trying to become a billionaire and then someone was like, well, you greedy bastard, your curse, I curse you with being a billionaire, but you can only stay in New Jersey. I'd be like, all right, all right I'll, I'll deal with that. You would get very tired of being a billionaire in New Jersey after like three months. Honestly, you would do no, it. Would, it would be it would just be Groundhog Day with money. You'd still get older. But you'd be, there would be no consequences for you, Mike. The police, no, no, you know, no, no, the police. No, no. My, my curse is that I'm not living forever. Not... Yeah, we know. I know. But you'd still have unlimited wealth. You know, you'd, you'd have you no... I'd be able to bring it to New Jersey. You could bring it to New Jersey, but again, that would get old, too. Eventually, anyway, you could only see the Secaucus Airpoint so often. The point I'm making is not the great... Like, not. There's worse curses out there. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was a, a walk in the park, but it's, there's worse curses in the world. Word, word, word. Word. So what happens? <laughs> what happens? Did they break the curse? Did they, they do did break? Did they find well, Orlando Bloom with the other coin and put it into the chest? And... <laughs> they did not find Orlando Bloom. Ah. They kind of broke the curse uh, while keeping the curse pirates uh, captured in stone however the rock is okay now he's, yep. he's a mortal man living it up in in jolly old england with emily blunt and uh i have a feeling this is not the last adventure we've seen of them or at least it wouldn't be if we weren't in another situation where not only is the covid shutting down theaters again but uh this movie went on disney plus premiere access for 30 dollars, and uh, you can expect Word on the street is, is there will be another lawsuit from the blunt. It, it's, it's almost looking as if, I, I don't want to speak out of 
out of line here, but it almost sounds like there may be like a like a trend of movie studios slash Disney screwing over female actors in their contracts. I'm pretty sure the Rock got screwed over in this too, but he that dude's on a long con, he, so he'll. The Rock's going to be fine. But yeah, Emily Blunt Emily Blunt might need her money too if she doesn't get paid properly. Um, yeah, the only movie studio that isn't so far hasn't been guilty of this has been MGM because their only thing is James Bond and that's still yet to come out. And uh, Universal Studios who just went, you know, this is a global pandemic. We're not, no, everything's coming out in a year. Maybe. But we're not, don't expect anything before a year. Maybe. Yeah. So, but yeah, Disney and WB both both took a crap shot and we'll see what happens. So you think there's going to be a sequel to Jungle Cruise? Yeah, I think they're going to try. I think Disney will try and make it right. So again, they, uh, they'll, they'll give Emily Blunt and The Rock another movie together. Like it's it's not a bad film. It's just long and its length makes it less enjoyable. Again, after ninety four minutes, that's what like, she said. Fuck, we're still in this. Yeah, that is what she said. Touche, friend. Uh, um, so I wish she... I could give this four stars for blueberries, but I'm gonna uh, a high two, but a low three. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a low two or high two. Excuse me, high two. High two waffles. Or blueberries, or whatever. Yeah, waffles is probably better for this show. But yes, yeah, just two, two out of five. But you, you might get your wish because if they now they're based in London, the Rock and the Blunt, and they do that, the Thames Cruise, it's a lot shorter than the Amazon. So, is there any weird mystical stuff that happened in London? Some, some, no, did like Merlin put a spell? Like, if you move this this thing from, from Arthur's stone or something ridiculous, or don't move King Arthur's crown, or you're gonna bring up, you know, cursed pirates. Not that I'm aware of, <laughs> okay. but uh, they could always make it up, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that, speed up. Hey, we went down the Thames and nothing happened at the end. Be a nice. nice right, what, what's of pace. the story behind Thames? It's a river. Does, but is it named after like Frank Thames? I don't know. Uh, I, just for alliterations, I hope it's named after someone called like, Tim or Tom, Tim Tom, Tams. Tommy Thames. Tom Tam. Tommy Thames. I'm a gangster. And I named the <laughs> river after me because I'm a top gangster. That's, that's my story, and I'm going with it. All right, all right. R.I.P. Tommy Thames. What a guy! What a guy! Shout out. Um, I think that wraps it up nicely. Uh, what movie are you gonna go see in the next seven days, Kush? Probably not gonna. Uh, I have no intention of seeing the Suicide Squad, which comes out this Friday. So is that um, a sequel or is that just like a reboot or what the hell is that? I don't understand. I didn't even see the first one. Uh, however. The same characters, some of the same characters, and some of the same actors from that mm. one are in this one. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, 
I'm hearing I'm hearing it's getting very good reviews. So if you like the first one, this one is supposed to be better. But I I I didn't even bother to see the first one. I, I, I it's on HBO Max, so maybe I will just check it out in um in passing. But I can't guarantee we'll have a movie review next week. I'll definitely watch it, but I just want to know where I stand. Is it is it does it? Follow? I would just treat it as a brand new film, a brand new story, brand new anything. The yeah. D- DC, I would not worry about having to see the last one. The DC Cinematic Universe is a fucking mess. It's terrible. I have no idea what the fuck is going on with that. Collectively, it is a fucking nightmare. I do like the fact that the only good thing about DC movies is that the, even though they're, they're also a mess a bit, but Batman movies. Batman movies generally are very good that come out of those. And I am kind of excited by the the flash movie because they have um michael keaton as bruce wayne again mm-hmm. which um he's supposedly a very big part of that like i yeah. when i had heard about that initially i thought i was like all right he's gonna be a five minute cameo or whatever you know maybe even less but he is apparently a very big part of that production so we'll we'll see where that goes it, it that one has my attention uh, i'm looking forward batman. to the the pattinson batman patman I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a good Pat man. Or was you shaking my head? Was you going with the that Batman Pat man, or was you like wagga 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 that kind of Pat man? That's ghosts. That's Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm talking Pat Man. I'm gonna get you, Joker. Wagga 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 wagga. Delightful. But yeah, good stuff. So, but no, we have well to be confirmed. I'm sure for our tens of listeners, you'll be uh, glued onto our social media. We'll let you know what movies we're going to talk about. Maybe even I'll just do a movie review of Suicide Squad. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, or maybe maybe the second episode of of Music Box will give me some some other crazy concert where just everyone got murdered and raped uh, all all in a three day span. Much like Woodstock '99. We can only dream. We can only dream. Dream big, baby. Dream big. Uh, okay, so yeah, until next week. So make sure you follow us at Waffle Box Pod uh, on all the social media platforms that matter, which means Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, not TikTok. Uh, although actually, we are technically on TikTok, but I haven't updated it for many, 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 many weeks. So don't expect that to be updated mm-hmm. anytime soon. Uh, I am. If you want to follow me at Mr. MR, Mr. Mike Fish, and he is Kush underscore Hey. That's me. Check out also the, the microdose this Friday. We we got a Nicholas Evangelista coming back. He's he's the number one dude to the number one dude on the number one primetime show in on NBC Law and Order SVU. And we uh we talk a little bit about the upcoming 23rd season. And also this Friday. 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 Cause Friday. If you do want to join that, I'll probably be in the chat with the official Waffle Box Pod Twitch uh, Twitch account, uh, which we still we haven't done anything with yet, but that's what I'll be commenting under. So if you do want to do follow that. Again, I'll put all the links out to that on the Waffle Box Twitter page and all 
all that good stuff. So join us in the chat for Chris's birthday. Is it actually actually your birthday on Friday, or is it? Yes. Well, there you go. So I'll be there. That's the actual. We'll all be there. We, join us there. We couldn't do anything last year. Might as well make something big of it this year. Yeah, because during the pandemic last year, it was very hard to do Twitch streams. I didn't know these guys to that extent, and I couldn't be in the same okay. room with them. That obviously. is that is also another hard. Yeah, it's very hard to do things with people that you don't know mm-hmm. exist. That is also a stumbling block in the planning. There you go. But until then, of course, as always, not someone from Jerry Springer. I made it up myself. Take care of yourself and each other.